Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And good morning on May 11, 2015, a post-Mother's Day Monday. Um, I hope everyone had a nice weekend. And for... Um, all on the call that have children, I hope that you had a lovely Mother's Day. Um, so let's kick off this morning. I know Rusty and I think the um, Aaron and Craig will not be joining us this morning. So we have kind of a shorter call. But um, we had talked a while ago about, you know, like the spelling errors that drive all of us crazy. Well, there's also some um, other kind of writing tips that I thought I would share with you. It doesn't well, let's just go through them. I think some of them uh, a lot of you can relate to and some tend to lean towards other industries, but I don't know because uh, you probably have some buzzwords that are endemic to like printing and promotional products and things like that, so I'd be curious to hear what they are. But um, So anyway, um, they're talking about, as we've been talking about, like, you know, there's really a lot more writing going on than, you know, you would think with emails and even writing presentations and so forth, that there is a lot more going on with the written word, LinkedIn, et cetera. And so there's a couple of pointers um, that you might want to think about. And one of them is using more than one exclamation point. Um, Did you know that every exclamation point beyond the first one ruins your credibility by at least 25%? Um, Here's the deal. It's like it makes it weaker. It's kind of like less is more. So, and then by the way, this also includes um, texting and, and other means of communication. So keep that in mind that one exclamation point probably is enough. And really, most of the time, you probably don't need an exclamation point. And, you know, just to kind of figure out, you know, just kind of really think it through before you use them. And... So um, basically with exclamation points, the rule of thumb is don't ask punctuation to do what a word's job should do because it dilutes your message. So if you can find maybe a better word than using the exclamation point, it's probably a good idea. Second one, the uber long paragraph. I don't know if you've ever gotten an email and it it looks like it just goes on and on and on. The truth of the matter is is that people basically skim on the web, and that's how they've learned to, to read now. They just skim, and they just don't have the time or the patience to just you know, get to a great article and just really read it. And eye-tracking studies support this. So now people are just scanning. They just flit across the screen, picking up key phrases. They look at the main headings, and they look at the images. So... Um, so the thing is, is that one of the ways you can avoid this if you're trying to get a message through and you kind of have more to say than you, you know, maybe you should when you're writing something is to use the return button. So in other words, write maybe two sentences, 
hit the return button. Couple sentences, hit the return button. Again, it gives the, the writing more of a scannable um, ability, almost looking like a bulleted list. Well, I use that a lot. Like if I have a lot to say, I think people are attracted more to like the, you know, making it keywords, bulleted lists. I really like doing that a lot. Not, the list can't be 20 things, but try to get it down to like three things. That's ideal. But don't forget, <clears throat> for those of us that were trained on good paragraph writing and, you know, when the subject changes, that's when we should, you know, hit the return and create a great uh, paragraph. Um, that's probably still true when you're writing a book, but when you're writing emails and the kind of writing we're doing these days, use the return button to give the, your eyes a chance to, to scan easier. Next tip is about buzzwords, and this one I'd be curious to see, you know, when we open up the lines, I'd love to hear about buzzwords in the industry that specializes in because I, I really don't know it. But a lot of times, um, especially like uh, we have a big startup culture, there's a lot of buzz terms. Certainly when I was with Frito-Lay, oh, man, we had so many buzzwords. Um, things like, and if you use things like uh, expressions like just saying or things like that, they've kind of come and go. So... Um, in the article that I was researching to do to talk about this today, they gave a list of some buzzwords you probably should stop using. Not sure that these will hit home with any of you, but let me give you give it a shot. Um, revolutionary, dynamic, passionate, driven, paradigm shifting, strategic, leverage, engagement, track record, innovative, problem solving, cutting edge, solution. Collaborative, results-oriented. And it says it sort of sounds a lot like a resume. It does. And then in um, the marketing world, which um, I don't know that this really relates to, I'm looking through here, that really relates. They do things like multi-channel, storytelling, thought leader. And anyway, it goes on and on. I don't really think it, it applies. Um, but I'd be curious to think, um, to get your opinions, if there's any kind of words that you think are overused and shouldn't be used um, these times, you know, these days in your own space. I'd be curious. And a fourth tip is the rambling story. So it's the old uh, lesson I think we've learned way back in elementary school. If you don't make your point in the first few sentences, just forget it because you've already lost the readers and you're kind of done. So when you sit down to write even a Facebook post and an email, you come straight to the point. And um, an example that they gave was um, an article that started like this. My husband, John, brought many valuable qualities to our union. He's smart, kind, charming, sweet, and has good taste in movies. He also loves good food and makes me a big cup of tea every morning. So when you read that, what do you think the article's about? Um, is it about... It sounds like romance. Um, it sounds like something about marriage, maybe. Um, something about maybe a daily cup of tea. Well, actually, the article was about preparing a certain kind of food. It was a food article. And right away, people don't care about your relationship with your husband and how nice he is. And as you're starting to get to the whole uh, point about the food and the and how great it is and how to make it, people will just leave. 
So stories are great. We've talked a lot about stories and how the brain uses stories to interpret the world and how they're most comfortable with stories. But make sure that when you tell a story, it's reinforcing the main point and that you do it very quickly, and you also have to be able to do it confidently. So be careful of rambling stories and get to the point right away. Um, along the same lines, fifth point is vague language. Don't be vague. That's one thing that's really for sure changed um, generationally over time. It has to probably to do with time because people feel like their time, and it is, it's so valuable, but they just don't have the patience to wait for an ending or they just want you to just tell them. So vague writing that's unclear, uncertain, indefinite, um, and definitely when you're reading something, you're like, what's he trying to say? What's the point? You know that it's vague. And if you're reading something and you're trying to say something to, an, to a client or maybe if you choose to write an article, just have someone else read it if you're unsure. Um, and it just drives people insane. So when it, it creates too many words, too little meaning, people don't have the patience, they'll bail. Um, and what you're doing when you're vague, and that's also, let me just say also, I know that in your business a lot you have to sometimes give bad news or have to convey something that isn't that great, maybe some, an order's going to be late or something that you know maybe your brain wants to avoid, you know, those days and moments. It's best in this case not to be vague as well where people are like, what is he or she calling about? What are you saying? What? Just get to the point. So... Make sure when you talk and also when you're writing, you want to have a clear headline, basically. Not anything cutesy, not talking around the bush. So, and make sure that when, remember we talked about using the return button, you just do one point on each paragraph and do it again. And if you have to write something and convey something and you're unsure about it, speak it out loud and just write what you speak. So, when you can say it out loud and you're unsure how to communicate something to someone, just type it as you speak it. And be as simple, simple as you can. Use simple, simple uh, sentences, which includes shorter sentences to begin with, shorter words, more nouns, fewer adjectives, and fewer adverbs. So, um, and if you're having a hard time, communicating what you're trying to say, then, like I said, I would just ask someone else maybe to pay me banter back and forth. That always helps me. Or even just Google better ideas on how to say it and, and sort of clarify better what it is you're trying to say. So um, it's funny, like when I read this, it feels like we talk more like technical journals, like almost like when you're giving directions, when you open up, you know, a new phone or a new something and the directions are in there, step one, step two, step three, it almost feels like that. And, but that's the way people can relate to now more than anything. So just, again, people will appreciate it on the other line. They just want to get to the point, and if you need to tell them what to do about it or you know, how to solve for something, just tell them straight up and don't beat around the bush. Um, so that also helps if you choose to publish anything or put any thoughts out there in an article or on a post somewhere, a posting a LinkedIn because um, then people you come across as more definitive and more leadership-like and like somebody that they'd want to work, work with. So just a few points about, uh, more about writing habits because they're becoming more and more of a factor. 
And uh, let me see. Hold on a second. There's more about exclamation points. And there's another subject that I've been talking about, and I just we've been talking about other things other weeks, but this is back again to the email. And there's a lot of articles. If you uh, Google around, I don't know why you would, email subject lines, you'll see so many articles about, you know, of course, the most impactful part of an email to get someone to open will be that little subject line. And, you know, you only have, I'm trying to think how many characters you have. It's not that many. We've talked about it before. It's escaping me. But it's not that many. When you open up, how many of those words do you actually see? And you know you're getting bombarded with emails, right? So how do you get people to open them? So I thought it would be fun to give you just some ideas on how to get people to open up your emails by giving you some um, examples from other companies and their success taglines or subject lines, really. And um, some of them go like this. They're kind of fun. First one from Warby Parker. Warby Parker is a company that sells um, glasses online. They're really popular, like high fashion kind of um, if I recall, they're a high-fashion kind of uh, sunglass company, but they sell very reasonably. And this was in your, uh, the subject line. Uh-oh, your prescription is expiring. So that kind of a line made me think immediately of the time of year, you guys know when it is, when the year labels may expire. And I know that you guys always do a campaign on that, and I don't know if it's September, October, but that would be a great tagline. Uh-oh, the year labels are, are expiring. You know, it might be a way to get more people um, to open up. In Morby Parker's case, he they would know because people send them their uh, prescriptions. They were sending those out about two weeks before their eye prescriptions were expiring. And so it really increases the chance that you're going to get opened. Um, and it opens up kind of at the right time and with the right tone. And I think it's, it's a thought, something along those lines would be really nice for year label time or anything else that people um, order annually. Or, and if there is a way, um, and you guys can share with me that you're tracking people's inventory, another way to kind of get people to open, um, you know, uh-oh, your shirt inventory is down or, you know, time to order more shirts or, you know, something like that. So keep that one in mind. The next one comes from Groupon, and it says in their tagline, um, best of Groupon, the deals that make us proud. And in parentheses it says, unlike our nephew Steve. So um, it is hard to be funny in your marketing, and, but Groupon, in their case, they're kind of known for um, being able to nail it down pretty well. So it's, it's using the unexpected. I think that's really it's kind of hard to do. But... Um, it's something to think about, and um, I don't know if anyone can think of anything funny. I'm like running dry this morning, but using humor, of course, is always a winning combination. Um, and so personalized marketing, something that actually Specialized was on almost from the beginning when um, you guys and you still do work with customized marketing and so forth, uh, this one comes from the uh, company Rent the Runway. Rent the Runway is a company that actually rents out um, designer clothing, especially gowns and something, the concept being that when it's prom time or you have a wedding, instead of buying a dress, you rent it from Rent the Runway. And their tagline that they had a lot of success with was, Happy Birthday, Lindsay, Surprise Inside. So that's 
when you actually have a list and you know someone's birthday, you know, using someone's name, we said it a thousand times, in the subject line is always going to increase your opens. Um, so, um, yeah, that just says it over and over again. Um, it's, and so it's sent um, really close in, like as one of the first few words. If, and there is ways to do this on your, um, your back end. A lot. It's not like we're all, but I want to make sure we're clear. It's not like you're sitting there, you know, typing each one of these emails. This, this data would be in your database, and it would be programmed to go out um, at birthday time and, and so forth. So it's not something you're individually writing out. It's all programmed in. Um, um, so this one came from, um, believe it or not, uh, it said Barack Obama, and the headline was, hey, H-E-Y. Well, this is a, uh, an example of a great subject line and the sender, lane, sorry, the sender name pairing. Uh, imagine getting an email in your inbox like this. It's overly familiar, which makes you think, what in the world would Barack Obama have to say to me? Got I better click on it. What is this? That's so like so weird. And it was one of the most successful emails of the whole entire Obama re-election campaign. So when you pair an unlikely subject and a sender name, it's it's giving that element of surprise, and it could get people to open up. So so maybe from a high-end executive and admire, you could do some a casual greeting, or a goofy mascot if you have something like that with a pretty serious subject line. The whole idea is to pique someone's curiosity. Enough about the message inside. So um, it would be fun to kind of brainstorm some fun subject lines that would come from Specialized that would seem, you know, what would seem kind of inconsistent or kind of funny coming from your office supply vendor, you know, something that just seems a little bit off that would make people say, what, what, what? And we'll click on it. And then you can get your message across quickly. Um, <clears throat> this one I've seen comes from a company called Manicube, and I don't know who they are, and it said, don't open this email. And that's because you know how it is. Ever been told not to do something? As soon as you've been told to refrain from something, you want to do that more than anything else on the planet. And... Um, um, but just make sure that when you do this, that it's content-worthy when they open it up, so that when they open it, it's, it's really important information and something you really want people to know. Um, here's one. This is coming, I, I know this company, Refinery29, The Broke Girl's Guide to a Luxury Vacation. And you could do something along the lines of um, The Efficient Company's Guide to Office Supplies or something like that or um, the most profitable company's guide to you know, office supplies or printing or something. Um, and the reason that these kinds of things work is because people like to self-identify. Um, and that could be with you as a person, like the Brokes Girl Guide to something, or the company they work for. Um, it could be the color of their hair or the way they dress. Um, it could be something common like the music someone listens to. Regardless of how people like to identify, it's important concept to understand and use actually when you're selling to. Like you know that when you can find something in common, the ones we talk about the most is when we know somebody in common and 
you know, that also, you know, will get you in, obviously, and gives you something to talk about, is that um, this particular one that um, the Broker's Guide to a Luxury Vacation is that you're not really, you won't be leaving out people who, who don't self-identify. So, in other words, if, you know, you're still interested in a luxury vacation, it's kind of like, hmm, I'd be interested to see what, you know, the save money tips are, that kind of thing. So once again, just so you understand, this, um, these types of tactics has to do with, you know, how your lists behind the scenes are segmented out, and um, this is really has to do with the server and what's going on at Specialized. But it is, these are also great tips to use on your own rather than, you know, just if you're trying still to entice someone or um, you've got some, uh, somebody you're communicating with, these types of taglines are really good if you're just sending out a tip because this is one of the ways that you're, change, you're changing the perception of a new uh, prospective customer that you look like you're a leader in the field and also somebody who thinks outside the box. So if you're, you know, you don't want to be sending emails just willy-nilly, but with a very strategic, purposeful plan that um, they could see, they see one good idea in there, it's like, you know what, the next time they're looking for the next vendor, when some trigger event happens, you know, you're going to come to mind. So... Um, here's another example from Zillow, you know, the real estate site. What can you afford? That's a good tagline, isn't it? What can you afford? So, you know, now in this case, you know, what um, this is coming from obviously a website showing apartments for rent or houses for sale, etc. So it's very, um, it's sort of encouraging, right? So it's sort of uh, picking up people's. Um, what would I say, probably one of their biggest objections, right? I can't afford it. Um, but it's encouraging and a little bit competitive at the same time. So it's kind of pitting, the competition is it's pitting about your cash or what you can afford against what the market opens, uh, offers rather. So, you know, you would tend to open it. So you want, you're playing off the psychological emotions to get people to, to open up. And so... Um, it's the same kind of a feeling of like urgency, scarcity, and social proof. We've talked about that a bunch of times. What can you afford? Um, hurry, time's running out. You know, those kinds of taglines always will kind of play on the brain and get you psychologically in tune to want to open them up. So uh, keep those in mind as well. But again, be sure that you have something to say. It's not just playing with the subject line. Um, here's another one from Uncommon Goods. Their, their subject line was, as you wish. Um, now, as you wish is a really common um, um, expression from the movie The Princess Bride. I don't know if anyone is a big Princess Bride uh, fan, but it's, um, you know, as you wish, as you wish. So it's a big reference to the movie. So um, if, you, if you know, like, actually I was going to write you guys had a, an email from about two weeks ago. The Star Wars trailer came out, and it was like everywhere. You know, they were just showing the trailer because movies is going to be our big blockbuster, I'm sure, this summer. And at the end of the trailer, there's Han Solo with Chewbacca, and he just looks at him and says, Chewie, we're home. And I intended, and just didn't get it, but I thought it was a great subject line for that week 
to send out. And probably when the movie, I'm sure they're going to pick up that trailer and start running it really hard in the next few weeks. But when they start doing that advertising Star Wars and it gets really close to opening, you know, it's a really great tag subject line because people will recognize it. Chewy, we're home. And it generates the excitement for those of us who have been around and seen the other Star Wars that, you know, it's like, hey, Star Wars is this weekend. It's opening up weekend. And just like um, the movie's opening, I wanted to let you know that we're also having a grand opening at Specialized. We're selling, I don't know, we have new whatever, fill in the line. So I, that's, again, it's um, sort of playing on diehard fans. We talked about that last time about, you know, you know, getting behind people who are diehard fans, also showing you that, you know, you're up with what's coming and then wondering, what does that mean? Yeah, Chewy, we're home. I know, I know it's Star Wars related, but that, see the discrepancy? Why would someone that's specialized be talking about Star Wars? That's weird. Click on it. It's like that. You can see that there's an art and a science to subject line writing. Clearly, it's this whole playing on the things that the brain can't resist and at the same time um, being creative. Um, DocuSign, that's the online signing company. If anyone's signed any legal documents lately, they're signing online at DocuSign. And their tagline or subject line was, what are our customers saying? Um, and this was, um, the purpose here was to, to get more people to kind of sign up and like to get to know Specialize. And in the body, it was really a bunch of case studies and or testimonials. That's another nice way um, of sending a nice um, email. It's like, what are our customers saying about us? And, hey, you know, if you need blah, 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 here's what our customers are saying. And just including a few customer testimonials. So this is another right place, right time kind of example. So maybe when somebody's uh, much further down what we call the sales funnel, they're much more receptive to hearing the customer testimonials. So if you have someone that's like you know that like you're being considered um, maybe along with someone else, you know how you're getting closer and closer, this is a great type of email to send. Why not? You know, so... Think about it. If you have anyone in your sales funnel that it's about in that spot, it would be great to send out some testimonials. Um, here's another one from a restaurant uh, that clearly sells beer called Eater Boston. They're, they had great success with the subject line, where to drink beer right now. And, um, and guess what time that email went out? Uh, right before work ended. So... I don't know if there's anything with specialized that would, that maybe there's something that's time sensitive that you know that is um, a possibility. Um, but, you know, it would be funny, right? It would be kind of funny. Um, this is kind of very outside the box that, you know, you guys have happy hours once in a while and you all get together. Why not send out a blast and see how many clients show up? Say, hey, we're going out right now. Come join us. Kind of weird, but why not? And um, here's one from Ticketmaster. This also is playing on putting, in a way, putting someone's name in a, in a subject line. But it says, read your review for John Mulaney. And it's, um, it's just playing on that natural tendency to be proud of something that you create. Maybe it could be a cake that you baked or a book that you wrote or a review that you wrote. So um, 
this was actually a little bit more specialized, but their back-end system was pulling out the reviews um, that people wrote on Ticketmaster, and they were regurgitating, if you will, in the email so that people can see it. So if you have a spot, like on Specialized Site or somewhere else or on Facebook, and you see um, that people are writing comments or writing nice things, and that's a nice email to send out, hey, thank, you know, here's your, your review and we appreciate it, and so forth. Or here's a review you know, from so-and-so. Maybe it's appropriate to, to ask that person if you can send it out, and people may be more prone to open it. So here's one from JetBlue. You're missing out on points. That's um, the big fear of missing out. People's brains, when they think they're missing out on something, it's, um, it drives people crazy and it makes people click. So, again, if there's something out um, going on, if you're having a sale on something and a promotion, maybe as it's ending is you're missing out on, you know, you're missing out on whatever makes the point. You know, you're missing out on the sale. People will tend to click on that. Any kind of value proposition that you have, um, so it's anything that can save people time, money, or effort. And you could always use your missing out and fill it in. Um, here's one from BuzzFeed. Not cool, guys. Um, that's um, kind of funny, but um, that's because BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed is kind of known for its um, coy kind of emails, and they're very good at getting people um, to open um, friendly, conversational, and sometimes snarky. I don't know that Specialized really is a snarky company, but friendly and conversational, for sure you are. So that's like a good general rule of thumb. Anytime it's friendly and just um, engaging like that, like a friend, those make very engaging subject lines. Um, here we go. Like an, Another subject line, this is from Thrillist. I don't know exactly what they do, but... It said, do not commit these Instagram atrocities. So basically, no, people don't like getting things wrong. So it's a natural human tendency to not um, to want to open it because people just don't want to make mistakes. So it's, again, I'll just play on um, the whole idea um, on the, uh, what do you call it, the calendar, the year labels. <laughs> the year labels is what I'm trying to say. So it's like, do not make this year-end mistake. And it might be you forgot to order your year labels or other things. You probably guys have a long list of things that people need to do towards certain times of the year or toward the end of the year. Don't make these year-end mistakes, these common business year-end mistakes, something like that. That would be a good one for you guys. Um, here's one. Uh, Ten engagement tips to gobble over Thanksgiving. Um, that's using the pun, um, and I think that's kind of, um, for people that love puns, um, it might get people to open it, and of course, always when there's tips, it will get people to open it. Um, um, I don't know if this, um, this really, this is one that Buffer sent out, Buffer has been hacked, here's what's going on, and that's, like, if something did happen, again, that's, that tagline is going to get people to open up right away. And if you did have a problem that's specialized, this also shows you getting right to the point and keeping things calm. Like if something, God forbid, happened, you know, 
with your servers and you needed to let your customers know. It's good to be straightforward. Um, oh, no. Um, <laughs> this is one where someone, um, this uh, company, Dining In, just put an exclamation point in the subject line. as <laughs> um, That's because their customer base is very mobile savvy, so they know one exclamation point might be better than a whole subject line. Um, and they're very familiar with using images so um, that don't include words. So who knows? It's worth trying maybe. Um, and then there's another one um, that says, this one was from Quirky, Abracordabra. Yeah, we said it. Um, again, it's a kind of a goofy email. And I'm not sure that specialized is necessarily goofy, but something that... Um, um, you know, if there was something within the industry that you knew was going on or something that had something to do with uh, the services and products that Specialized uh, sold, it might be something to, to, um, to use. But, you know, going – and another thing that might be fun to do also is playing on what's happening, like I, I'm back to the Star Wars thing, is also when you do something like Chewy, We're Home, it could also be – um, some type of a contest for your clients to win a couple tickets to the movie. Um, so that's another idea, and it's a good opportunity to create a new list for people that you know like to do that things, or to send it out to new people that don't know you. Maybe it's a good um, link to send out on LinkedIn and do a promote, promotion on what's you know, and see what you get. So um, I know that was long and rambling. As always, I'll send out the list um, in case it ever sparks you one day, like you know, I have to write this email. Maybe I can use one of these clever lines and see if, you know, I get a faster response. I'll send it out. And um, and I don't think we need to send out the bad writing habits. You get the gist of it. And with that, it's almost 8.05, so let's open up and find out how the week went. Anyone have any wins on LinkedIn this week? Anybody connect, get an appointment, or find someone they were looking for? I know Aaron and Craig are, are not with us today, along with Rusty. Aaron's um, here. Sorry, I just couldn't dial in earlier. It wasn't oh, oh I thought you weren't in. I don't know. Okay, cool. I just thought you weren't with us. I was looking for oh, anyone that had a win, and I mean a connection of any kind on LinkedIn. Anybody? Okay. All right, Aaron, since you um, – I don't know why I thought you weren't in, but um, how was your week since you spoke up so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Uh, it was a good week. I had a couple of nice size orders come in, um, and uh, I've got uh, Rusty arriving at the airport in about an hour and a half, oh, that's... and about a, a couple of days of traveling, and um, we are kind of a, I guess it's kind of a LinkedIn uh, success story. Is it's It's somebody that I used to do business with, and uh, was connecting on LinkedIn, connecting on LinkedIn, uh, made a phone call, made another phone call, and then a third and a fourth. And he finally took my call, or or I got him live, and he says, yeah, I saw your stuff. Yeah, yeah, come on in. I'll, yeah, you can come talk to me. So what? he saw the, the post. I didn't really connect to him through LinkedIn. He just saw the stuff that we were reporting and, and all the stuff that Eric was doing, um, and it was a combination. There you go. I got an appointment with him on Thursday. There you go. I want to find out more about that. That's how you do it. 
See what I mean? I saw your stuff. See the kind of, yeah, that's the way it's going to go down. Yeah, sure, okay. If there, anyone gives you any part of their time, you're way along the way. Right. Way along the way. So that's actually great. That's great. Are you and Rusty making some joint calls together? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's his, his purpose of coming out. So yeah. we actually, uh, I get to expose them to the wonderful California freeways. We're going to yeah. Pasadena this afternoon. <gasps> yeah. I know. Well, hopefully you'll have enough to talk about because you're going to be in that car. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll talk about baseball and. Oh God, yeah, everything, everything. Well, that's great. I'm curious to see what happens with it. Thanks for sharing that, Victoria. Are you on? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, awesome. So, um, I know you were off the call last week. So, what's new in your world and? What new business have you have you found? Uh, well, yeah, last week I actually was delivering paper to a client who didn't get their delivery in time. So oh. I had to take care of that sure. uh, yesterday or last week early. Um, but, yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. Got a lot of things that I'm working on. I uh, found a potential, well, let's say I found a great lead for uh, one of the new furniture lines that uh, we just brought on. So could be a really good opportunity. I should have my pricing back today, so maybe I'll have a good announcement soon. Oh. But um, So I've yeah. been working pretty hard on that, trying to get that opportunity and close up some stuff that I'm working on at the VA, uh, always working on something out there. And I uh, have had, uh, I don't know, two or three small things that I've closed from my leads group, and I've got three or four more pending. So I've um, got a lot of stuff going on. Well, that's great. I have a question for you because I know that you um, are not a huge fan of social media, and I, uh-huh. under- I, know, I understand it. But I wondered about LinkedIn um, if you have similar feelings there, do you see the potential of it? I get some on LinkedIn. It just kind of, I don't spend a lot of time. I don't get on it every day. But mm-hmm. I do get, when I get invited by somebody, if I know them or know their connection, um, I will, of course, accept that. I don't accept just everybody, and I don't just invite everybody. Um, and I have made some connections through LinkedIn, through people that I know. If there's an account I want to go after, I've used it in that sense as far as, hey, I know you're a first-line connection to so-and-so. I'd like to get in. Can you help me? And uh, I actually got into um, a Target account that um, I shouldn't say got into. I, I got an intro and an opportunity to quote into a Target account that Rusty gave me through that way, uh, we're still waiting to hear. She said she just was checking us out, that she wasn't ready to order yet when I followed up on the quote. So keep following up on that and see. But if that if we do break through, then, then I might have a whole different attitude towards it. I'm still waiting to see. Yeah, yeah. I just think that, you know, especially when you have, you know, certain, I know you, you do everything, but you have certain specialty areas, and I think you'd be particularly good on there. And, you know, just to write about some things you do. And, you know, I, I just think you'd be particularly good. So that's why I was bringing it up. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, I encourage you to, you know, if you have any kind of feeling maybe to write about some of your experiences or a couple pointers about, you probably have like at least three good tips when you're ordering office furniture or common mistakes that people make when they're ordering office furniture, you know, that kind of thing. You'd be surprised. People are always hmm. looking. Because I have no idea. That just seems so overwhelming to me. 
So I think it would feel overwhelming to a lot of other people. Something that may feel, and that's for everybody, something that's so easy for you to do is probably overwhelming for the rest of us. Like, well, I, I'll give that some thought. Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks. Uh, Don, are you on? I am. How are you doing? You're, you're another one that um, I think is a good writer, and um, I want to encourage to write articles, and they don't have to be long or anything like that on LinkedIn. I think you'd be very effective there. Uh, I did. Uh, I was writing down uh, subject lines for email after uh-huh. listening to your <laughs> yeah. here's, here's some of the ones I have. Want to be a hero in your office? There you go. And then uh, the beginning sentence would probably have to do with um, relieve some of the stress from your team or save time for the team or that kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. Or, yeah, save money then, is a big thing. Bosses love to save money. Yeah, and then I thought, uh, do you seem tense? <laughs> that was uh-huh. another one. And then um, going crazy, need more meds, although that can be taken the wrong way. Right. But, but um I really like the idea of changing up the subject. I do try to do different things with the subject line, and it's kind of tricky, although I haven't really been out on the edge much, and I'm thinking maybe I, I should try it. You don't really have a lot to lose. You've got people that just aren't responding, and you're trying, you know, 10 I, times or something, so why not? And these are all proven. I mean, they're yeah. proven time and time again. So, yeah, so I, I like the idea of changing it up and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, it really does. I mean, people, yeah. You know, first... First go-to is, you know, their name or if you have a real contact, hey, I'm a friend with blah, 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 they told me to call. After that, you know, I right. think some, any of these things that triggers the brain is a good idea. Right. Um, oh, I think I think the last time, last week you were talking about the Carefree RV, you did a, a business review. What um, Did you get any extra business from that or? Yeah, you know, we, I don't know that we'll get, um a lot of new business, but we it, they are growing, and so we're we're adding more stuff to the website. And what what we determined is we could do we could do more for them through um, print and QNet than we were you know what we were doing before. So um, that's going to expand it somewhat, um, and and because they're growing, we're automatically going to expand. But I think they're seeing that there's there's a lot of potential with us that they don't have because they have some other vendors that they're really in you know tight with. Mm-hmm. when it comes to apparel and promo, and they don't want to change. But I think as time goes on and they see how, you know, the advantages of having more things on one site instead of having to have their franchisees, you know, go to different uh, or their locations go to different sites, it's going to make a difference. So, Absolutely. Uh, Any other new business this week? Good news? Um, I, you know, I had a, a guy that had, I saw a Groupon ad for a massage that was real reasonable, so I called the guy up and said, hey, you want to just do the massage for the money and save your Groupon? He says, yeah, I do that a lot. So I went in to see him, and, and he wanted to do some printing. He's in this B&I group, wanted some gift certificates. And I told him, sure, I can do it for you. I don't really want to join your B&I group, though, because uh, they're expensive, and they're, they tend not to be a good business-to-business. They really tend to be retail kind of. You know, you get, like, landscape. You used to get a lot of people that aren't really the kind of people you, you can get leads from. But So I did that for him, and then... Um, before I even finished the uh, gift certificates, he had another guy call me or email me that he was looking for some postcards because they don't have anybody in their B&I that does print or promo oh. or apparel. It's just the it's a brand-new B&I, and, and I was asking him to name off the kind of company. So, you know, you got insurance salesmen. You've got people that tend to everybody – everybody on the planet is their prospect, you know, where our prospects are businesses. But anyway, so – 
I started working with that guy on his postcards, and it turns out it's a it's a pretty good sized company. So I'm going to go out and see him when we when we right. get doing this job. So you never know. And like I want to tell him, you know, I know you now, and I don't have any problem referring you. I don't have to be in your B and I group to give you referrals. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. So That's- you never know where it's going to go because you know a lot of times it's you're really hoping to connect with somebody else through them, so it has potential. It's just really pricey. It's a real pricey group. And, oh, is it yeah, B&I? You know, yeah, and then there's a certain amount of accountability that you're supposed to give all these other people leads every week kind of thing. And It becomes you know, stressful. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's very difficult to have it really work out well most of the time. But sometimes you can get relationships out of it that go somewhere. It just depends on whether you want to put money down that way and spend a lot of time trying right. to get to it. You know? Yeah, and what kind of group and who's yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if I can meet people through him and never join the group and just go from one to the next and get referrals, and I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you just gave a good tip I never, ever thought of, but, you know, scouting possibilities on Groupon on the companies that you, you know, that put offers out. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah, and, it, you know, it helps them not use up their Groupons. So whenever you offer to come in there and just pay cash, whatever their Groupon rate is, they're saving their Groupons, which is good. I even know them. that. Yeah. That's worthy of the call this morning. Yeah. Know that. I didn't know Most they people to... will say, great, yeah, I'll take the 20 whatever it is, $30 for an hour massage instead of giving up one of my Groupons. And so they, they like it, you know, if they're going to fit you in time-wise or whatever. I had no idea. None at all. Okay, that box now is the big learning of the day. Better than the than the subject line tips. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Better. Way better. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. Good okay. morning, Linda. Are you on? I am. Good morning. Oh, Good morning. Just to follow up with Don's saying, yeah. usually you have to get to the person that owns it or, or that can make decisions because the individual that works there, they care less how it goes through on okay. Groupon. Oh. That's usually so true. I've, I've done that before, too. Oh. I never even crossed my mind. Okay. Wow. Huh. Anyway, so did you meet anyone new or connect with anyone on um LinkedIn this week? Um, I've connected. Um, I mean, I, I've got new connections, but it hasn't been any further than that. But, yeah, I'm, uh, for some reason I'm connecting pretty good right now. Oh, good. Well, that's good. Um, that's the first start. I picked up a new rehab last week, um, mm-hmm. and it was came very strange. It was a referral, but... Um, I got real irritated before I got it. Then then I wanted to give him a kiss <laughs> the way it happened. But I would never do that. But anyway, um, one of my clients that is the head of the enzyme group, they're the Bandera, and they go in and, and uh, make sure everything's working right at all the rehab. Oh. I was referred to them about six months ago. And it seems like every time I do something, it's rush, rush form. Right. But he also referred me into um, getting that, uniforms the nurses uniforms at horizon so you know i what if he refers me you know i'm pretty much in right so i try to do anything i can for him but to make a long story short um he needed these shirts and he had to have them by a certain time and he texted me and said um i'm going to be on the west side of town can we meet up i'm going to be at like 79th avenue and baseline i'm going that's the west side of town and and then I never heard back from him, so I'm like going, well, I got things to do. So I got in my car and started driving, mm-hmm. and I had texted him and texted him, and he finally texted me back, and he goes, oh, we, 
where are you going to be at? And I said, I'm headed your direction. Anyway, he gave me the wrong information. He was actually on Camelback Avenue, not Baseline. Oh, so I had to turn around and go back. Then we decided we were going to meet up. Then he texted me back and said, you know what? i got to make this up to you. I'm at um, a rehab I know you're not into. Come over here, and I'll get you in the door. So actually, I went over there, and I'd never met him face-to-face. I met him. He was a great guy. He referred me to the top of the people. I walked out of there with a $700 order. Oh, my gosh. That's an so, awesome story. It was bad, but it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah, um and then immediately make sure that you know well you know this but get that you link them with your new customers on you know send them a request. They'll take you cuz they'll recognize you and then you can see where else they're hooked up. But that's a great story. Oh, that's funny. That's a good one. Um okay, so that's a good, second good story besides the Groupon one. Um Deb, are you on this morning? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I know you're a little leery of LinkedIn, but did, were you, did you have any time to get back on and start connecting up? Uh, I did not get a chance to last week, and probably not this week because I'll be going out of town to my daughter's graduation. So. Oh, congratulations. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. So we leave Wednesday. So hopefully when I get back, I can, um, you know, get back on yeah. Absolutely. What an exciting week. How was business last week? It was pretty good. Um, I got a, a new referral from another client, so that was good, and he placed an order for um, a couple things on Friday. So um, hopefully I can uh, – and the guy who referred me, um, he's going to be ordering some promo stuff. So it was it was good. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay. Bob, are you on this week? I'm not sure. No? Okay. Um, I know Rusty's out, so it goes to Bruce, Brad, Nathan. Anything for the team? Nothing for me, Barb. Okay. And, Barb, I have nothing either. Um, uh, I think Nathan's not on the call. I think he's on his way to Denver at a uh, CSDA uh, meeting. Yep, I think that's right. I saw the note. You're right. That's right. He did write me a note. Okay, well, you know what? A little bit of a shorter call, but um, it's 8.20, so we could just get started and have a great sales week, and we will talk again next week. Congratulations to anyone graduating this week, and we'll talk then. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.